Hey everyone, welcome back. Thriving EDU podcast sharing with you today for episode 27 of season three is our chat we had with Chris Nessie. So join in, listen to the discussion we had with Chris when he joined us on our Thrive O'Clock and check out his podcast. And uh, don't forget to join our Thrive and EDU community. And please forgive my voice, which is still a little bit hoarse, hence why I'm using these amazing discussions we had live as podcasts. So hope you enjoy and look forward to connecting with you. Welcome to our Thrive and Edu broadcast. We are so excited that you are here today, whether you're watching with us live or you watch the replay or whatever. We just love that you are part of this community. Uh, Rochelle, so much has been happening this week. How the heck are you doing? My gosh, I'm still here. I'm still awake. <laughs> so it's good. It's uh, It's been a long week. We went back to school. I, I posted the poll in our community on Facebook there with you know, when do you go back to school? Like, is it Monday? Is it Tuesday? Or was it next week? Because everybody had so many differences. I know some schools uh, went into remote right away at the start of the year. Some just decided to delay the start by a couple of days. Just, I think, honestly, from what I saw, to give teachers and students and families a couple of extra days just to relax because it's been a long, <laughs> it's been a really long haul. And, um, but yeah, we went back on Monday and just even today, I woke up and I was like, oh, thank goodness, it's Saturday. And then I went, no, it's totally Friday. And uh, <laughs> but, it, but it's good. I mean, it's a good week. It's always good to see the kids, to get back. It's hard to get back into the, the flow of things when you've been off. I mean, even after a weekend. But I think my biggest struggle is not getting up early in the morning. It's the fact that when I'm hungry, I can't just go to the fridge and the pantry and get oh. something to eat during the day. So I'm starving. <laughs> I, I hear you on that. Uh, and I, I that is one of the things that I love about working at home is that I can pee whenever I want. I can eat and I can drink. And I have been moving. I want to tell you. So about a week or the day, the Sunday after Christmas. So Alice, my friend Alice Keeler, she got me this watch. And at first I hated it. I was like, I just didn't have any. I just didn't want to do it. Okay. I just, I was going to cuss right then, but I stopped myself. You should be proud of me. Um, but anyway, I turned this little thing on and what I found the first few times that I wore it is that I don't move. And of course I've gained like an, an amazing amount of weight and I've, you know, lamented about that. But so the Sunday after Christmas and it was in the twenties and thirties that week here in Anchorage. And I'm like, I am going to move. Like my only goal is to move. I got out because when it's like in the teens and lower, it feels really cold, but mm -hmm. because we get so like right now it's in the, you know, yesterday it was in the negatives. I don't even know. I haven't looked at the temperatures, but this weekend it's supposed to get back up to the twenties and this week is going to be in the thirties and that's warm. I'm going to make myself get outside again, but I have not stopped moving. I am so proud of myself. I have been moving like crazy and I've actually had a much better week because I stopped um, just 
sitting all the time, you mm-hmm. know, and this watch tells me you need to stand. I've been exercising. So now I like this watch and I really appreciate it. And I know we talked about like one word. Um, we've been, you know, you see it all yeah. over Twitter. Mm-hmm. My one word is move. What is your one word? Uh, I'm going with intentional for like year three in a row, <laughs> just like <laughs> keep it down. But I have to tell you a funny story before bringing our guests on about the, about the watch. So I don't have the watch that tracks the steps, but my phone kind of does that. And I do make it yeah. a point every day to walk it, it was too cold outside. And I don't mind the cold if it's like in the twenties, thirties, but it was really brutally cold in the snow on the road today. But anyway, mm-hmm. last week, as you know, uh, I was in Nashville with a group of friends celebrating a friend's birthday. And uh, anyway, we did a lot of walking. And I think on the first day there, my phone said that I had walked like 18,000 steps, which I was like, this is great. You know, you're outside, you're walking. And I hadn't walked that much since being in London at Bet last January. It was like 27,000 How many steps. miles is that? It was, like, it was like, se- it was almost eight. It was like seven and three quarters is what it said. Dang. And my friends are laughing. They're like, you well, take big steps. No, but it was just like, you figure the airport, the airport all throughout the day. Well, a couple of them had the watches. And in the in one morning I went out and I got coffee and I already had like 1500 steps. And then they did not do that. And a little bit later, they're like, we're already at 9,000 steps. I'm like, how did you do that? Well, it, it tracks movement when you're sitting there. So my friend, Amy, who I love to pieces, she was like, <laughs> we're sitting in a restaurant. She says, oh, I'm short on steps. So she just starts sitting in her chair and doing <laughs> this in the middle of the restaurant. She's like, see, I just did 500 steps. I'm like, you didn't actually go anywhere. So, um, but yeah. That's I don't my know. kind I, of person. Yeah. So you can still move, but I, I do, I am mindful of walking and moving because it is important it's hard to sit in front of the computer especially if you're working remotely and for our kids too at school I've been trying to get them like get up and move let's like find a place in the room you want to go and stand for a little bit and yeah so anyway yeah but if you have to sit I hope that you're going to listen to our guest's voice because he is amazing his voice is like better than a romance book is all I'm going to (laughs) say so um, let's tell us about our guests bring them up I'll bring them up you tell us about them (laughs) Uh, somehow it goes back to the romance novel I I don't know how it works but I'm excited to have Chris here today and uh I do I do also very much like Chris's voice and I got to be on his podcast I think I kind of crashed it the one time because it was uh, after ISTE and he was doing these nightly recaps and everything. And, you know, my idol, Jamie Donnelly was on. And so I got to join on with him, but, you know, always enjoy the conversation. Does a lot of great work with podcasting. And um, I don't know, Chris, are you going to be at FETC? I will not. (sighs) TCEA? Nope. Okay, maybe somewhere, <laughs> somewhere in 2022, we'll all be there. But until then, this is good to have you here with us to uh, talk about a lot of things today, content creation, podcasting, whatever comes up, and then play a game. So thank you for joining us. And uh, for anybody who does not know, is not familiar with your work, they should be, and they need to follow you today. But let us know a little bit about what you do. So well, first, Melody... Thank you for having me. It's great to to meet you and Rochelle. It's yes. great to be here and have our our paths cross once again. And so I'm I'm Chris. So I will still be Chris. I'm Christopher if I'm in trouble. So hopefully <laughs> I don't get into some trouble tonight. Maybe tomorrow. Who knows? I'm a high school teacher. Education is my passion, 
and I am a podcaster and content creator. I started the House of EdTech podcast eight years ago. I actually just celebrated my podcast birthday the other day, launched it in 2014 in January. And here we are eight years later. I am doing the high school social studies thing, podcasting, and I'm also an adjunct professor at Rutgers University in the School of Communication. I run the education podcast network. I basically do all sorts of things to keep me out of trouble at night. Because this, this is when I do all this stuff in the evenings. <laughs> oh my gosh. Eight years. I did see that the other day. And uh, that's happy, amazing. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm writing comments. That is amazing. You, happy birthday to your podcast. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, Where, where's the balloon? I gotta like shift to. There's the happy birthday balloon back there. Yeah, my balloon, my happy birthday balloon is over here. And if I get up, you're gonna see that I'm wearing pajama pants. So I, I can't. Sorry. <laughs> I'm looking forward to ripping that little bit of audio out of this after the fact. So I will always have happy birthday to your podcast. Yeah. In oh, musical I, form. I, yeah. I will. Yeah. And if you need something longer, I totally can <laughs> make that happen. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I have to ask the the question. What made you start a podcast? Because I, I know it. I, I know how I started mine, and I'm still talking to myself of mine. But uh, I mean, that's that's a long time. That's a lot of a lot of podcasts, and you really do like. I am just record it. There's no edits. It's done, and uh, and you're not. You've really built it up. So how did you get started? Well, like all good things that most men do, it was my wife's idea. <laughs> So back in 2013, my wife, the, the wonderful Kate Nessie, she is also a high school librarian, a media specialist. And she told me, you know what? I'm really sick and tired of listening to you talk about education technology. You should start a podcast. <laughs> she said, you're a pretty smart guy. You could probably go teach yourself how to do it. There's probably podcasts about podcasting and YouTube videos that you can go watch. Why don't you go do that? be a good creative outlet for you. So I listened and here we are eight years later. <laughs> I think your wife is amazing. Why isn't yeah. she on our show too? That's a show for another day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, eight years ago, podcasting probably was a little bit more tricky. Like Ooh. now, like we can take the stream yard and we can just dump it into, you know, a platform so easy. We don't even really have to edit it if we don't want to. And I wouldn't want to, but, um, what was it like eight years ago? Well, it kind of like what you just said. I mean, I, my very first episode, which got released just about eight years ago this week, I was sitting in the extra bedroom at my mother-in-law's house. Cause that's where we were living at the time. And I was there with my computer. I had a road microphone that would go on top of a DSLR camera, like to take pictures. And I was in that little room next to the sewing table. And I felt like I was Casey Kasem you know, doing the top 40. Yes. I know who Casey Kasem is. I am a child. Most people here should. And if you don't yes. Google him, right. I was going to say the eighties, but he was around way before then. Mm -hmm. So cool. That's how I started. And it has just been a labor of love. And, you know, I just released episode 193 a couple of weeks ago. And I will say always, I've got 193 episodes and I apologize for the first 192. Because <laughs> I'm always learning and growing mm -hmm. and consuming content. And it's just been a wonderful experience. I mean, I've got a face for radio and a voice for it. I don't <laughs> like to write. 
I don't like to read. So talking is natural. I'm dangerous with a microphone. I love it. I love it. And, you know, it's funny because even, you know, I started live streaming just a couple of years ago um, through the pandemic. And then Rochelle, we've, we're almost getting close to year, like two, we're we're one full year, getting close to two full years, but you know, we do get better. And I love that about this whole creation part of it. You just get better. You want a better product. And at first it's just for fun, but then like, like your wife was saying, you know, it's a creative outlet, but it's also about what you are passionate about and what you love to talk about it. And then all these people join you, like Mel is here. Who else did I just see that was commenting? I want Bell. Yes. Oh my goodness. And Jillian, it's so good to see all of you. Um, what has the response been like? And how has it changed through the last eight years? It's grown. I mean, when I started, I I was nobody. I mean, I'm still nobody. You know, <laughs> so, I mean, the audience has grown, the downloads have grown, and I have worked very hard over the last eight years to build community and connect with people. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm half Italian, so I might as well be 100% Italian. I like people. I like to have conversations. That's why I bring on interesting people to speak with. That's why I like to do the live streams when I do them, you know, whether it's on Twitter or Instagram or on YouTube or Facebook, just I, I'm... I'm an extrovert to the nth degree. So it, it's it's those connections and it's the community. And that's what it's really about. And that's what's grown and kept me going. You mentioned before, Melody, that, you know, it starts out as fun. Mm-hmm. This should always be fun. If right. you're not having fun, stop. Right. It's, it's that simple. And I enjoy it. I mean, sometimes it's tired. Sometimes it's late at night. But I love it. Mm-hmm. I truly love it. Right. Agreed. Um and, and of course, and I know that you know this, but when I'm talking about like, but and it just becomes more than fun. Like it becomes something that you want to grow. You find a new skill. Like that's how I feel about the whole thing. Okay. I'm going to ask you a really hard question. This is not anything that we prepped you with. Who is the most interesting person that you've ever brought on? The most, uh, I, 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 uh, <laughs> digging through a hundred plus conversations, the most interesting yeah. person. I'm going to go with my dad who I brought on for my 100th episode. And then a few episodes after that. And that was the first time that we really public or private had a really deep conversation about education. And it was something that as I was approaching that podcast milestone, I knew I wanted to have him be the guest. I kind of held off. I almost want to say that when I started it, when I had no episodes, I was like, I'm going to wait to bring him on for the hundredth episode. And then I just had to get there, but to have that conversation and connect with him in a different way as professionals and really talk about this field and this career that we both have a passion for that. He unknowingly instilled in me from a young age was one of the best and most interesting conversations. And just, you know, he's my dad. So, (laughs) yeah. Oh my God. That makes me cry. My dad's, my dad passed and he's his anniversary of his death is tomorrow. So that just like, like I feel that so much. Um, do, is, and so he must also be an educator. He is, he is a high school math teacher, which I at one time aspired to be, but I didn't listen to him as most sons don't. Uh, he told me, <laughs> you know, you'll never teach the math you have to take in college. And I didn't listen. And after two years I had to change my major because I couldn't afford to take all the classes twice, which was the right. path I was on. And he said, if you're going to be in college for eight years, you should be a doctor, not a high school math teacher. Amen to that. Amen to that. And so what, so 
Okay, am I wrong? You have three different podcasts. I well, I'll list them off, and that'll help me count them. I have House <laughs> of Ed Tech, <laughs> Podcast PD, The Chase for Twenty Eight, which is a Yankee fan podcast, and I do a podcast with my son, who is nine. Uh, it's called Knock Knock Who's There, and it is a three times a week we tell a joke. Mm. It's it's that simple. It's family friendly, and it's just a time where he and I can hang out and. He finds the jokes and, you know, we have a good time with that. That is so cool. So you have more than three. So is there one that you kind of en- enjoy particularly a little bit more than the others? I know I'm terrible at asking these questions, but I'm just, <laughs> this, is, this is what I want to know. I, I will go with a one in one A scenario. One would be the House of EdTech because I, it, it's, I will always owe everything that I have because of podcasting to the House of EdTech. One A would be the the knock knock who's there podcast that I do with my son because he's nine and we started it when he was eight and we did a show when he was like six or seven that was another topic and you you can't put a price or any restrictions or limits on the time we can spend with our kids so yeah that's my one a I love that because uh sorry Mel uh, no I love it too reminds me of you know, Andrew Easton, who's, I'm always like, Andrew, you want to join? But he was doing like some podcasts with his kids too. And I just thought like, and it was about, uh, you know, the school closures and experiences. And maybe I'll do a podcast with my cat here right now because he apparently <laughs> wants to be involved. So sorry. But he was asking him, you know, both of his kids, you know, about their school <laughs> experience and everything. And I just thought like, what a unique experience together to do that, to create, but then just as the, you know, as they both go through life and to look back on that and to be able to have that and, and that shared experience, but also to process the thoughts of like what it was like and to have a space where you say, oh, wow, yeah, like we went through that and that's what we thought. Um, that's pretty neat. And it also encourages kids to, you know, speak out or have fun and see it as something that's valuable and hopefully they tell their friends and then they get excited about it. Maybe they start their own podcast or maybe they tell their teachers like, Hey, I was doing this podcast with my dad and we were just telling jokes. We were talking about school or, or whatever, you know, can we do this in school? And uh, just another way, because not all kids want to create something where they're like making a project or doing a PowerPoint or doing a presentation in class. But when they have that comfort to like, use their voice and record something in their home where they can edit it or do like me and just like, all right, it's done. Okay. There was a glitch. I'll even say in my own, when I'm talking to myself and laughing my own jokes, like, yeah, there was some background noise there. So leave that in there. Cause with mine, there are no edits, uh, which anyway, but I, I do love hearing that experience. So you do keep busy with podcasting. It is definitely a, a, an amazing craft for you. So, where do you get the inspiration for your content? Like, you know, you're almost at 200. Do you ever feel like you're stretching or does it just feel fresh all the time? For me, it, it honestly does always feel fresh. And when I was thinking about what did I want to podcast about, you know, I was listening to content about content creation and creating podcasts and some of the best advice I got. And I forget which source I got this from, but it was if you're going to podcast or write a blog or do YouTube or anything, it's got to be about something that you could talk about on, at, at, at nauseum mm-hmm. without getting paid. So it's got to right. be something you're passionate about. And, you know, from the first time I touched a computer, it's been technology. And when I got into education, you know, I remember when I was, 
you know, student teaching, you know, I was, this was before Google for education where I'd made up my own permission slips and had my students in high school, you know, sign up for just regular Google Gmail accounts to get access to Google docs when it was in beta. Right. And this was back in, you know, 2007, 2008. And I always knew that there would be a place for technology in the classroom. So naturally that would, that was the thing I decided, all right, I, I can help people. I, I can teach kids, but I think I can also help teachers feel more comfortable using the tech. So that's how I stumbled upon my topic very intentionally. Yeah. And I, I totally agree with that. I want to ask you about your microphone. Does, does the microphone, is that what makes you sound so professional? Like, I feel like I'm about to listen to a ball game. <laughs> no, uh, well, the voice is me. The microphone has <laughs> nothing to do with it. <laughs> really? That's honest, awesome. Honest to God. I was, hoping, <laughs> I was hoping there was a little bit more hope for me out there, but no, I, I, that's great. That's great. Um, sorry, Rochelle. I kind of, I always, I always rabbit trail off of this. I apologize. No, but that's a great question because somebody had asked to me, well, a couple of years ago, I was on a podcast and a guest on a podcast and there were all these instructions about, you know, the sound and your space and the background noise and everything. And they recommended a specific headset. I think it was actually like a Skype headset. So big, bulky, you know, and had the, like came down for the, the mouth. And so I got it and they were like, do you have the Skype headset? I'm like, hey, yeah, I'm wearing it. And it just didn't, for whatever reason, it just didn't sound clear. It sounded like metal, tinny kind of, I don't know how to explain it. So I had one like I have now, which is basically like your Apple, I don't even know what kind it is. And I pulled it out and I used this one and they're like, oh, that sounds way better. So when people ask me what I'm using, like, it's just this one. Now, I do have a very nice one. It's a, is it Sansom? I forget. Dan Krinas had sent it to me when we were doing the uh, Devil's Advocate podcast. And I actually use that for remote teaching and, and virtual teaching because with my old computer in my classroom, it didn't have a microphone or a webcam. So I had to get like a huge document camera and then have the microphone set up so that the kids in my classroom could hear and the kids at home could actually talk to one another. But for, I mean, it was a, it was a great microphone, but I always wonder, you know, should I invest in one? Because you see pictures with people like Chris is set up. Lots of people have these amazing setups and I forget somebody we know just had posted the other day, like with the green screen and all of this and Scott Nunes has them. And I'm like, I'm just using like this right now. But but you know what? That's fine. And and a a lot of teachers, Mm -hmm that they want to do podcasting or, or video work, you know, their first question is going to be, what do I need? What's the stuff? Right. It's not about the stuff, especially when it's with students and creating in the classroom, right? Mm-hmm. It, you don't need to go out and, you know, I mean, a grant is great, or if there's some budget in your department, that's great. You know, there, there are some great budget-friendly items out there. Uh, the microphone I'm using is the Shure SM7B. It's a $400 microphone, Right. You don't need to spend $400 on a microphone. I wanted to. I was able to do it. But this is not the mic I would get in bulk for my schools or my classroom. Right. You know, I go with something like maybe the Samson Q2U, which mm-hmm. is a nice USB XLR microphone. It's budget friendly. It's like a $65, $70 microphone. That you could probably swing and get three or four or five in a classroom or for a department or a grade level to be able to do some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And they plug into the the laptops or the Chromebooks. You can connect them to an iPad. Um, if you're working with older kids, you can use the phone. The microphone on an iPhone or a, 
a more current Android phone, let's say, those are good microphones, mm -hmm. right? Even the earbud, you know, with good mic technique, any microphone can sound good. And there was a comment earlier in the chat from, uh, I got a 50-50 shot, Farzin, I'll just go with it. Farzin, he's my good friend, Farzin. Farzin, uh, that was going to be the other way I was going to go. So Farzin said, broadcasting bosses always say you will be forgiven for bad video, but never forgiven for bad audio. I will say yes, but with a caveat. If I'm the host of the show and it's my show, I should sound good. When we think about when we listen to the radio, the hosts sound good. We'll tolerate somebody coming in as a guest sounding like they're on the phone because that's what it's like to listen to radio. So mm -hmm. there's, there's some give and take. But ultimately, if you want to do this in your classroom, just start. Just get the kids to record. I mean, you, you can use Flipgrid. You can just record into the Notes app. There's so much you can do. But the important thing is just hit record because you can always fix it in post. <laughs> All right. I'm going to yeah. do it, Chris. I'm doing it. I'm going to get my kids. We're going to do it. I mean, I love podcasts. I'm getting, you know, if I exercise, I love them. Um, but, you know, just listening. It's amazing. Sorry. I know I cut you off, Rochelle, but I'm excited. I'm going to do it. I'm a Don't feel bad. I cut her off, too. No. No. <laughs> no need for apologies whatsoever. And if you're watching, I know my friend Farzine, I was just a guest on his last um his live podcast, but if you have a podcast, please drop your link in the comments and I'll be sure to share them um, while we are live. Are you guys ready to play a game? I love games. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. This is going to be a fun game. Um, it's, it's just rapid fire. And for everybody watching, like, this is great. Like just your first, the first answer that comes to your mind, I'm going to ask a question and you just, just whatever it is, don't, Hold back. That It makes it funny if you don't hold back, okay? So if okay. you're joining us, um, you're tuning in, drop it in the comments, your answer. We want to hear. And, of course, um, Chris and Rochelle will hopefully tell us their answers. It's rapid fire. First answer that comes to your brain. Wait, Are do we go ready? at the same time or do we take? Do Rochelle and I take turns? You can. If you can do it fast, I think that's great. Okay, let's go. All right. What scares you? Snakes. I like blanked out on um, <laughs> like snakes, spiders. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't really like snakes too much. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna steal Chris's answer and go snakes on a plane. Okay, well there you go. No. What first world problem do you have? <laughs> Politicians scare me. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know. Not enough sleep. Is that a first word problem? I'm going to steal I her think... answer. Sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say my, my weight is probably my first world problem, but yeah. And I love that Andrea. I'm so glad that you joined oh. us. Oh my gosh. It's so good to see your face. Marianne yeah. bugs. I mean, oh, yeah. I don't know. Spiders are bugs, right? Like spiders really freak me out. And, um, Oh, we have some big ones here. So yeah. All right. And here's the next question. What childish thing do you still enjoy? Eating Nutella out of the jar with a spoon. Oh, yeah? Eating Nutella. Wow. I haven't had Nutella in a long time. That might be dangerous if I get that. What? I don't know. I guess playing games. Like, there are some <laughs> games that I had that I played when I was a kid that I'm very nostalgic about playing. Like I spend Friday nights playing Operation, and I have Simon, 
And I get out the Candyland. No, I, I, I never I, had Candyland, actually. I love Candyland. Oh, that's my favorite childish game. I love it. Farzi said Power Rangers, and that just makes me laugh. <laughs> yes. Oh, dancing. Yes. I don't think you dancing is for every age. I uh -huh. love that. All right. And I want to highlight Jillian has um, she dropped her um, in part of joy moments. I love that. Thank you for sharing. And she says operation gave me anxiety. It, operation that game operation gives me anxiety as well. First world problem, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. Operation is the reason um, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This might be hard. What is your favorite book? Oh, my light. Did you miss the beginning where I said I don't like to read? <laughs> I, I forgot that. I'm sorry. But you have to have, like, even if it's a childish book, you don't have any books that you like. All right. Childish book, then. I'll, I'll go with that. Uh, book from when I was a kid that I still have my copy, read it to my own kids, and it's called, you can get it on Amazon, The Man Who Cooked for Himself. Can I get a copy of that? Because I know some people that might need it. <laughs> it's a great book. It's one of those, if I was going to use it in education, it could be used as a wisdom book at any level. Wow. Huh. Okay. I'll check it out. Yeah. You know, I'm going to go with childhood too. I, I did love reading books about Paddington Bear. Oh. And I'll also default that... to what I reached to on my desk, which would be comic books. Nice. <laughs> They're books. This this book from Rochelle might be my new favorite. Oh my god! I don't understand. I spend so much time on Amazon. I'm like, I don't know what books you already have. So then I like narrowed it down by publication date. Then I Wait, had to go with a cowboy theme. Did did that book come from Amazon or aisle nine at Stop and Shop? Well, <laughs> last year she, she money for this. Correct? I did, but Chris, last year there was uh, Jillian's book lives. Um, she seashells. I had ordered it and we had her on the show. And so I was excited because the package Amazon said it's here. And I was big reveal and I opened it and it was like not the right book in there. So then I bought a romance novel at the local, we have a, like an antique shop and they had books there. <laughs> and so I pretended when I opened it, it was this, this with the right book. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's this romance novel. So then I sent it to Mel. She lied about it first. Yeah, said that I yeah. like trick or some sort. But this year, I actually legitimately bought her, right, a, a real and book, the Renegade. I'm gonna read Cowboy. it. I'm gonna read it. You guys, the back. I mean, it is it is on fire. Like I can't wait. Okay, all right. Last question, unless you want me to ask you some more. But I know I want to respect everybody's time. Okay. I'm having fun. What? Keep going. I'm having fun. Okay, too, I'll yeah. keep going then. That's great. What terrible movie do you love? Oh. <laughs> like terrible I, I i know like other people say it's terrible and i love like, it it's just terrible like I, i'm trying to mine is mine has brendan fraser in it and it's mrs winterborn it's the oh, worst movie ever and i love it check out mrs winterborn i'm sure i've seen bad movies i just it doesn't nothing jumps out at me i know no, jim carrey like when I love you jim carrey and you don't think any of his movies, like, I mean, when we were younger, of course, but I'm a, they're kind I'm, of artistic. I'm a dumb 40-year-old man. All of Jim Carrey's movies <laughs> entertain me. Yeah. Oh, that's, somebody said, um, oh, it was, was it? I See, can't Farzine, I would have, I, I would have had to have seen it to know that that movie four? sucks. But I said, do you love, what terrible movie do you love? I didn't say what terrible movie. Um, yeah. Ah, Andrea, yes. 
Yes, any Will Ferrell. I love all his stupid crap, but they are terrible movies. I'm not that's, a, that's huge, a good movie. Anchorman's fantastic. Oh well, Elf is a great movie. Last night or the night before, <laughs> the night at the Roxbury was on. And yes, cracking. That's up, I forgot about that that's movie. That's a great Queen. movie. Even Chris Kattan. Like I think that's one of Will Ferrell's best. And and Step Brothers. Yeah, like all of that. And yeah. then trying to get in the club. It was just hilarious. Like it's just funny. A lot of people would look at it like that's the dumbest movie. But um, yeah. it's awesome. There was one with Chris Kattan, like he is seriously terrible, but I love him. He's a terrible, he's, he's uh, a guilty pleasure for sure. Yeah. Um, he was in like this cop movie with <laughs> two other comedians. What, what, what was that? And he well, was, the like, funny thing, yeah. But the funny thing is, is he, they, he has him dressed, he was dressed up and he goes to the, the, he's all bugged. And then he's like getting busted. Yes! And I think his brother was a cop and he's dressed like, like a girl guy. He's like, you guys want to buy some cookies? <laughs> like the funniest thing about it. And it was, um, I'll think of what it, oh my gosh. I think it came out after the, the, Corky Romano. That's yeah, that probably what you, Corky yeah. Romano. Yes, I think it was after the Roxbury. Yeah. Yes, it was Corky Romano. Good or job. No, his friends weren't cops. His friends were like, they were all in the crime. And then he, he was trying to become a cop, I think. And so, yeah. Yeah, that was, okay. a, that was a good one. This next question is a little tricky. And I had, so I, I'm going to like, I'm going to put it on the screen while I say it. Because I want you to get it completely if coffee was illegal what would its street name be <laughs> i really hope marianne is watching because i feel like she could give us a really good name <laughs> come on mom coffee was, if coffee was illegal what would its street name be so we know you know we've got i i won't say them i'm gonna go with our... tar. Ooh. tar yeah all i can think of is up like up? uppers oh. yeah because that's you know but what if we're talking decaf coffee then it's like downers <laughs> that's like alcohol that's like non-alcoholic <laughs> i know right Cracky. Cracky. <laughs> i love it yes give me my cracky and, you know i don't know i'm not I wrong <laughs> i got no creative thoughts on that one yeah you got you want some more you want some more yeah Okay. Bring him on. What's your what's your favorite drink? Cracky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my favorite drink. Ooh, I like a. I'll keep it uh, education. I like a good glass of chocolate milk. Ooh. Yeah, that's nice. I do like uh, when I was in Nashville. A couple of the ladies there, the teachers that I met up with, we met up with this at this coffee place. And Sydney, who amazing first grade teacher, she always recommends a coffee to drink. And so when I was there in the fall, she said, "Get the honey, wait, honey cinnamon latte with oat milk." I was like, "Can you write that down? Because there's a lot to that." But it was really, really good. So now I always want to get a honey cinnamon latte with oat milk. Hey, Dan. Yeah. Dan Crides, we were talking about you. And I didn't see his comments, but yeah, he said we didn't see it from Twitter. Sorry, Dan. Um, he, another man I want to meet. Um, at Gray Goose. Andrea says Gray Goose. Man, she's got some. She's got some mature taste. I am a whiskey drinker. I don't know that if that's my favorite, but if we're gonna go in that direction, that's what it is. Um, what is your favorite childhood memory? Oh my gosh, that was a while ago. <laughs> I, I would say um, 
and if what talking about we we were i was i was saying that i was talking about the microphone that you had sent to me when we were doing the podcast um, my favorite childhood memory i would say honestly was any time like my parents and i we would we would do so many different things like we would go to concerts um we would go travel to different places and we had a young student from come from france when i was between eighth and ninth grade so we traveled with her and a couple of my friends went, we went to like really cool places. Uh, I don't want to, I don't want to say that year, but like there was a year where the, the Olympics were happening in the city we were in. We got to see them carrying the Olympic torch and running and just a lot of really cool, interesting things. So anytime we got to do stuff and a lot of funny things too, like driving to Disney and the car broke down late at night, we're all jammed in the tow truck. And then I had to ride in the back of the police car and it was just like, a lot of stories. I mean, I didn't do anything, but like, right. But that would have been a good they, question. Have yeah. you ever ridden in the so back whatever of a people, car? Yeah. When people put those things on Facebook where it's like, count up how many of these things and like, ridden in the back of a police car or like, got this. But like, I mean, I was a high school student, but those, those were fun. Like, I see the pictures and um, just think, oh man, I love, I always love those trips. I've got time together. So for, for me, I'll awesome. go a specific one and that would be. Uh, my first time going to a Yankee game that my dad took me yes. to. So first time going to Yankee Stadium, breathtaking. Mm. Yeah, it's a pretty amazing stadium. I got sunburned at the Yankee oh, Stadium, July July eighteenth, nineteen ninety nine. I want to say my, one of my favorite memories is going to the Chiefs game with my dad. Like I, he used to always take my dad, or I'm sorry, he used to always take my brother. But then at a, at a certain point he started taking me and he got corporate tickets. And so we were really close up to the 50 yard line where I could see everything when they bent over, you know what I'm saying? And um, it was just amazing. And we never sat, we just yelled and screamed from, you know, we just stood the whole time. Um, Andrea says her neighborhood baseball games. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We played like hot box um, and, and everything in the, in the streets and everything. Farzine says, when his dad took him to WWE and got to see The Rock. That's really cool. Great memories. Okay, guys, you want to keep going or are you like, I got to go? I'm fine with whatever. We can do a couple more. If, yeah. if Chris is good, I'm okay. good. I'm good. Let's go. Right. Having fun. All right. And Dan, we need to hear from you. Okay. Who's your favorite actor or actress? Oh, uh, I do like, gosh, I don't know. I like Mark Wahlberg. It's a different action movies. Uh, like Jennifer Aniston, I'm trying to think who else. There was somebody I said the other day too. I don't mind Jennifer Lopez in in some of the movies. She's very like she's very talented in many different ways. I like some of her movies. Who's the Sasha? I can't think of her. Her name. Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, uh, the guy Borat. who does Borat. Yeah, Borat. Oh, the guy. Oh gosh. <laughs> oh, so and she said oh, Denzel. Yeah. Yeah, oh, Denzel, yes. <laughs> I, I, oh, wow. Really so like... he's, yeah, 90s person. Yeah, like, totally. I don't have a That's favorite great. actor. I know. I can't think, I mean, like, I haven't seen movies in so long. I don't know. <laughs> Borat. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, like, I can't watch too much of that guy. Um, he is funny a little bit, like, tiny bit. Okay, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Anywhere. Anywhere. <laughs> yeah, duh. Duh. <laughs> I would want to live, if I could live anywhere, I would have to say New York City. 
Hmm. Oh, really? Why New York City? Because there would always be something to do if and anytime I wanted to do something. That's how I feel about Nashville. <laughs> Have you ever been to New York? Yeah, mm-hmm. a couple, like a few times. Okay, it's not yeah. New York City. <laughs> I know, I know. Is that where you are, Chris? I don't even know where you are. Ghana, wow, Andrea, that is like, whoo. You need to tell us a little bit more, Andrea. Uh, I live in New Jersey. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, But you are like, you're a Yankees fan. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay, Farzine, he knows. I, like, I get so jealous of freaking Farzine because he's always in Vegas, but that's my favorite place too. I would live there. I would teach there. I love it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Did you see Dan's comment? I am too, as well. Yes, I am very surprised. Okay, next question. Um, what would you change about yourself? Hmm. I could go one of two ways with that. I know that is a deep question. Um, I would say I would either be slightly younger <laughs> or, <laughs> or that I could actually play the guitar well that I got two years ago or that I would have made some decisions about like my educational degrees earlier in life. And that's kind of why I say like a little bit younger because just working mm-hmm. on you know, I did everything out of order. You know, I did bachelor's, I did the law degree, then I got a master's and now I'm working on a doctorate. So it's, I just wish I had a little bit of extra time. So <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Uh, for me, I would say I would want to be less critical of myself. I am my, I like most people, I am my own worst critic and I'd like to learn how to take it a little easier on myself. Yeah, I hear you on that one. one. I love this. Yeah, would like to be okay, Andrea. I'm pretty sure Andrea just took mine too. Like, and I will say that I've been working on liking myself for like the last two years. So I finally feel like I have a healthy esteem. So now is the physical needs to come, and Beyonce is definitely somebody I would love to. (laughs) And she rules the world. Yes, yes. Okay, what's your hobby? What's your favorite hobby? And it can't be podcasting. It has to be something else. Working in my garage and doing house projects. I'm a big DIYer. Uh, I, I spend a lot of time in YouTube University, which is why I've yet to electrocute myself or flood my house. So I do like hands-on projects and doing things like that. Well, that's cool. Hmm. I like walking. Yeah, you do. You're always talking to me when you're walking. I love that. <laughs> I, I, I love reading. I do too. I haven't I read in a while because my class and listening to music too. Yeah, that that is another one of my favorite kind of things. I I don't really watch TV, so walking yeah. and listening I to podcasts. It. When oh, this is a good question. This is a really really good question, and this takes some. I hope that you know yourself well. When are you the most productive? Late at night. When I'm awake. (laughs) (laughs) That helps too. Yeah. I I go hard from sunup to sundown and beyond. Nice. I feel like when my kids, when I first wake up in the morning and I start working and my kids are still asleep, my husband's still asleep, I get a lot more done. I feel like that's why I'm the most productive. I am productive at night. Like I feel like I get 
but but that's because when I was writing a couple of years ago after school, like do some regular work and then I would sit down to start writing at like eight o'clock. And next thing you know, it's like two, two thirty in the morning, but I was like in the zone and writing and I was tired the next day, of course, but I, I don't know. That just was the best morning. Not too bad for me, but I, I know a lot of people, a lot of our friends like will get up and they'll write at like four in the morning or they exercise at four in the morning. I'm like, yeah, that's not happening. Not happening. Mm -hmm. All right. How do you start your day? How do you start your day? Be honest, even if it's bad. Just because I've noticed. Face. I sit up. <laughs> <laughs> Feed the cats. Um, put the coffee on. Yeah. And get ready mm -hmm. to go. But it, there is always music on, too. That's the first thing. I like put the music on as soon as I go and wash the face. Like, I just, that helps me to wake up. I'm going to be really honest and it's terrible, but like, you know, my phone has my alarm on it and I really do look at my phone and I do check my um, statuses. I, I do like, I'm still, it's like dark and I'm looking at all my statuses and that helps me wake up a little bit. And then I go do the coffee. Well, after at first, at first, then I go to the bathroom and then I go do the coffee and then I go to the bathroom again. And um, you know, that happens. <laughs> okay. Cats or dogs? Neither. I think we've seen my answer a few times. <laughs> I would love to see other people weigh in. I was always a dog person, but I think I'm over in the cat team at this point. Yeah. All right. One more. One more. We've almost hit 45 minutes. It's kind of a record and it's still, and it's still kind of fun. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm looking for a good one. Oh, this is good. This is really good. And this is going to take a minute. What is success for you? I think this is a good one to mm -hmm. end. What is success for you? Uh, just, it, it depends. I mean, it depends on what I'm doing. So just feeling like I, well, well something like what Chris said before when he talked about the episodes and he's like, you want to apologize like that of a previous 192 or something like that. Like success feels like I've, I notice an improvement in some way that I've done something differently or that I've changed and it's like something recognizable in me. And I feel like, I mean, personal goals, professional goals, something like that, or I mean, it could be a connection with a student at school or it's something that I've been working on. And then you have that moment and you're like, it might even just be like the slightest thing. And you're just like, right. Like that's progress. And it's like, there was a great Ted talk and it's, I always forget if it was Amy Tan, but it was not about like, you need these great big wins. It's like those small gains each day. It's like that little bit of improvement and just knowing that you're just on this path to continue to grow. I like what Andrea shared and that's, you know, the opportunity to sit up every day, whether it's, you know, going to the bathroom again, any day I open my eyes, success. Yeah. You know, yep. everything happened. I mean, when you think about it, we all at one, we're all winners, right? Mm -hmm. Because at one time we won, we won that race where we were one out of a million and we won the race. Yeah, <laughs> We oh. broke, right. we broke through. So it's all gravy from there. So if you, if you thought you were slow at one time in your life, you were the fastest. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm thankful for. For, for every day and you know whether it's time at school or all the things i make time for my family you know mm -hmm. friends making time to to be here and have this conversation 
with you and be a part of your community is is success and 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 anything that happens while my eyes are open is a success because even when we make a mistake we learn a hell of a lot when we make a mistake which leads to success yep and i'd have to say i i just um you know i i have been so busy for so long and now i have one job just one job and um that has allowed me to just live comfortably we're not living beyond our means we live comfortably and i get to enjoy real time like I, i i have this balance now where i can put work away and i can be in front of my family and really spend time with them and for me like i really feel successful right now i'm not rolling in the dough you know i'm i'm not famous or anything and i have no aspirations to be but i really do feel blessed lately like i think that is another part of my joy mm-hmm. and um i just yeah so that's my success uh, i want to thank everybody for joining us today um we're you know i'm going to ask my last question but like i always do but thank you so much this has been just a wonderful time with you chris i'm so glad that we are now internet friends are you going to be at any conferences coming up not that i'm aware of yet again okay. i'm a nobody I'm, I'm not one of the cool kids you are one <laughs> of the cool kids you are for sure one all of the cool, cool kids. kids all cool kids <laughs> Yes. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. Before we go, do you have any last words that you'd like to share before we say goodbye? Me? Yeah. Either oh. anybody. <laughs> you? Yes. You, Rochelle, and anybody watching. All right. I'll take advantage of mic time, and that is continue to support what Rochelle and Melody are doing as content creators. You know, subscribe to Rochelle's podcast. Tell other people about coming out for Thrive EDU, watching the replays, sharing it on social media, because it takes guts, it takes time, and it takes passion and energy to get on here and do this, especially with what life is like right now outside of mm-hmm. when you're doing this. So please support these women and what they're doing. And if you have time after that, come check out the House of Ed Tech. Definitely. That's right. That's right. Rochelle? No, nothing. Just I, thanks to Chris for joining us and for playing the game and the words he just said in support of us and what we do here and hope everybody has a fantastic weekend. And if you've been back to school all week, you're going to need a nap or four. So uh, whatever it is that you need for you, do it. And if it means working is your self-care because I like to work and I enjoy it, then do that. But if not, try and pick up some new idea for what we shared with you know reading and listening to music and napping or have your favorite drink, whether it's chocolate milk or a honey cinnamon latte with oat milk, just saying. But enjoy the weekend and we'll see you on Monday. Love you guys. Hey, wait, real quick. Oh, don't hit yeah. stop. Do you, I, there's a catchphrase in there. <laughs> Do whatever it is you need to so you can yeah. thrive in EDU. There, there's, there's a rhyme in oh. there. You got to keep workshopping okay. that. Sorry. <laughs> Say it again, Work. Chris. Do whatever you need to do so you can thrive in edu oh gosh look at you i, I might need you to record that like five different ways and <laughs> put okay, it in well, my podcast this i'm is kidding recorded. i'm kidding this is recorded Andrea, thank you it is a great show because you were a part of it i'm so glad you were able to join us today and everybody else we love you guys so much chris yeah. stick around we're going to get a selfie before you jump off but everybody will see you on monday i think scott noons is going to be here noons. with us Yep. Yay. So we'll see you again on Monday. Bye. Bye.